all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. That was good. That was good. Man, that fried chicken, man. I ain't taste no fried chicken from a restaurant like that in a long time. Uh, yeah. I know you guys hear me. I'm, I'm thinking out loud because I just ate some good old fried chicken. Good old fried chicken, man. You know, I said, Joe, I thought you was on this somewhat diet. I am. I was and I am. You know, but sometimes you want to get that taste going and everything like that. And I've been getting that taste going a lot lately. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. This is Joseph Brownlee of Body of Christ. Real talk. This is Joseph Brownlee, your host for Body of Christ. Real talk. Welcome to the show. Hey, what's going on? All right. I'm thinking out loud. You know, I was just thinking out loud, you know, because I like to like to. I'm, I'm, I'm be real with you. I like to like to. I like my my hearers to feel at home when I start a podcast. You probably don't. You hear a lot of podcasts start off this way, and again, you probably do. I don't know, but this is when I open up a podcast. I like to feel. I, I like my listeners to feel at home. You know, I like my listeners to feel at home. So when I'm talking and whatever like that, sometimes I'm just that's my opening. That is my opening, whatever. Sometimes I open in a very strange and a different way, but I want my audience and my listeners and my downloaders to feel comfortable, to feel at home. I was eating some fried chicken, uh, man. I mean, I just bought some fried chicken. Yeah, I know I talked about my four stage diet and everything like that. And I am getting back to that, uh-huh. getting back to that and everything. But once in a while, I, lately, you know, once in a while, let me stop making up stuff. Lately, I've been digging in some fried chicken, you know, not every day like I used to. But I dug in some fried chicken and everything. And it was good, you know. But uh, I started back again. I'm not. I'm, I didn't cut back again on the sweets. Yeah, you know, you just got. I, I'm not giving up. So I cut back on the sweets again. I'm gonna try to do little, little bit at a time. Not going on a fully a full keto diet or Atkins diet, but I'm just gonna go go at it again. I'm cutting back on my sugars and cutting back on my breads and stuff like that. So that's those are two things I'm gonna cut back on. I'm I'm still dipping the other things and everything because uh, you know. I didn't do well on it. I didn't do bad either, but I didn't do very well like I wanted to. But that's why you got to just start something, but you never give up. So I'm going to do it slowly this time. So I'm not here to talk about a diet, but I'm here to talk about opening up when I talk about that good old fried chicken, man. That, 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 that like old mama fried chicken, fried chicken, man. That, that, that was good. Well, anyway, let me stop acting silly. Welcome to my show. All right. How's everybody? Hello, fans. Hello, everyone. 
Hello, Southsiders of Chicago, Northsiders of Chicago, if you are listening, hello, and between East Side, West Side, hello, North Side, hello, North California, Southern California, Mississippi, Philadelphia, wherever you at, internationally, Spain, internationally, Colombia, internationally, South America, Germany, wherever you at, hello, everyone. I don't know if you out there, but just in case, I'm going to say hello, hello, welcome to this show. Welcome to the Body of Christ Real Show. I just got to eat some chicken now, so if I get the belching and everything, excuse me, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to leave it off. But, you know, I already have problems when I get to talking and all of a sudden I get congested. You guys probably noticed that in my my previous, or not previous, but my, uh, some of my podcasts is in the past. And I, I know that kind of gross some people out because it does with me. But I don't try to do it. That's just that thing in me that I got to just try to ah, get out sometimes. So if you hear me burp or well, belch or whatever way you like to say it, just excuse me. <laughs> okay, excuse me. I'm going to try not to do it on the mic because I know that can gross folks out at sometimes, you know, and I would like to respect that. Okay, this is my topic. I like to do quick topics. I might do different topics and I might write about different topics. So this is a topic. This is my not ranting because I'm not upset, but this is just uh, this subject and these topics is going to be different topics. I'm going to talk about some uh, I call them pearl topics, some very important topics I'm going to be talking about, you know, and I'm going to be running a lot of these topics by you. And, uh, most of them going to be biblically, and some of them are just going to be lifestyle. Some of them are just going to be, you know, to better yourself, to encourage yourself, what we need to do to better ourselves and stuff like that. Because that's what this this podcast is about. Body of Christ, real talk. We get to real talk. We talk about real life. We talk about common sense things. We talk about things that better ourselves, encourage ourselves. We talk about things that we need to change about ourselves. It's not pleasing in the eyes of the Father or not pleasing to a lot of people, you know, whether it's friends uh, or relationships or marriage or whatever like that, you know. So I get into different things like that. A um, couple of topics I want to get into. I want to talk about the first couple of, t- couple, couple of, the first two topics. My tongue, I was getting tired when I go too fast. Slow down, Joe. Slow down. I want to talk about. The first topic is Bible study. Yep. The first topic is Bible study. A lot of believers really don't like to talk about Bible study. They don't mind talking about Bible verses or reading certain Bible passages or learning about different things, the Old Testament compared to the New Testament. You know, or the teachings of Peter compared to the teachings of Paul, which I like doing myself, or stuff like that. You know, I just want to get into that for a little bit. The other topic I'm going to get into today is assurance and insurance. Assurance and insurance. Joseph, what do you mean? These are two important things in our life. You know, one is earthly. And one is heavily. One is earthly and one is heavily. You know, that's I'm going to talk about that subject. When I'm talking about something, sometimes I just free fall. It comes right out of my heart. It comes out of the back or just a situation that I just got through doing. And one of them is a situation I just got through doing. I should have been taking care of that. But uh, it was a situation that happened in my family that uh, I lost an uncle of mine and um, 
that this that changed my mind. That made me think. Something I need to do right away. That's the insurance part. That's the insurance part. I'm getting today. The assurance part has to do with salvation. That the, you know, both of them is very important. But I think the assurance of salvation is more important. Triple time. But both of them is important. I'm getting to that. Okay. First topic. Bible study. Let's talk about Bible study. What's the difference between a Bible study and Bible reading? Studying the Bible and reading the Bible. Okay. I'm not going to break down different definitions and everything because I'm just free falling, but I'm going to say this. Both of both of them are very important for the believer. Both of them are very important for the believer. For the unbeliever, they can get some type of understanding, some type of knowledge just reading the Bible. But the spiritual understanding is dead because the spirit man is dead. So they won't really get the deep things. They know some things. I'm not saying they won't. But they will never get the deep, you know, interpretation of the word of God. But they will, you can't get some type of wisdom and understanding. But a lot of times you're going to misquote the Bible, you're going to misinterpret it, and you won't have no spiritual understanding of the deeper, deeper things of God's word. Okay? That's the unbeliever. It's, it's, it's bad enough when a believer cannot get a, a, a good interpretation or understanding of God's word. Reasons being because if they are reading, they don't study. Those two must go hand in hand, reading and studying the Bible. Those go hand in hand. Now, this station, the body of Christ, real talk, I don't I don't I try not to get into real Bible teaching concepts. But once in a while, I will. Once in a while, I will. I leave that for connecting the dots when I'm trying to break down certain doctrines and certain topics. That's uh, connecting the dots. Tune in for connecting the dots. That's my other podcast. But what I try to do here. Is just have some real talk, just have some transparent real talk, and just have a conversation so nobody get lost. Because I know it's a lot of unbelievers on this station, so I get into things like that. You know what I'm saying? I get into things like that. So let me go back. All right, we as a church, we as a church, the believers that's listening to me, we. As a church, we need to study the Bible more. Say, Joe, we know that. I know you know that, but sometimes you need to be reminded. You need to be reminded because you're still not doing it. We need to study the Bible more. Now, when I say study the Bible, I'm not saying you got to spend two, three, five, six, seven hours studying. If you do that, that's good. That's good if that's what you do, if that's how you study the Bible. I'm not saying you study the Bible to be a theologian. You need to know every cross T and every dotted I. I'm not saying that when I'm talking about study the Bible. I'm also not uh, implying that you need Two different types of dictionaries. You need a handbook. You need a concordance. You need the Greek and Hebrew text. You know, while you study. I'm not saying that, but if you do have that, that's good if you feel that you want to go that route. 
that's that depends on the person, the, the type of studying you are looking into, you know, whether you're a minister or your teacher or your layman. You have that freedom to do that. Just make sure you get the right tools when you study. So that's make sure you get the right tools when you do study the Bible, you know. But even with those tools of studying the Bible, you can learn a lot of, lot of knowledge out of these tools. But if you misapply them and they are not the right tools, you can learn a, you can you can you can learn and develop a lot of misknowledge. If that's how I can say that, a lot of misknowledge, which brings a lot of misinterpretation of the Bible, you know. So you you need to. I'm not saying don't do it or don't don't find tools because we all need tools. I use tools myself for the Bible, so don't get me wrong with that. I'm not applying yet, but you know we need to be careful that having 50 other study books and we get into those more than we read the Bible. You understand what I'm saying? We don't. We need to watch that. Be careful that we got all kind of books and stuff like that. You know, and I like all that myself. I like reading different books, but we all got to be careful that we don't put that more. We don't put more emphasis on tools than studying the Bible ourselves. But we need, you know, tools is very important, I believe. But always remember the Bible can interpret itself. The Bible really can interpret itself. And I think a lot of us don't like to just read the Bible alone and let the Holy Spirit teach us and everything because we like Kool-Aid. We like a microwave. We want to learn things right away. So therefore, we don't let the Holy Spirit, you know, teach us because of our impatience. And a lot of us, you know, we are very impatient when it comes to studying the Bible. Some of us, not all of us, a lot of us are, you know. Okay, reading the Bible and studying the Bible, what I opened up with. A lot of people in the church read the Bible every day. You got a remnant of people that reads the Bible every day. You got a remnant that reads the Bible every day. And they can read and read and read, and they, they like the stories, you know, and different things like that, you know. And they learn, they have been taught, and they learn how to quote certain verses out of the Bible, which is good, which is good. They learn how to quote certain verses and memorize certain verses in the Bible, okay? That's good. All right? But what they are missing and what, let me say we, what we are missing when it comes to that, we are missing and we are uh, denying ourselves of what God's word is really saying through each book. We also are denying ourselves of what God's word is saying to you or I. We also are denying ourselves by only just reading of what church God is talking to. Now, you probably never heard this before. You know, I learned this a few years ago, too, and I learned how to rightly divide. Okay. Before I go on, I'm doing this on my smartphone because something is going on with the Wi-Fi on my laptop. So I'm back on my smartphone. I'm in my studio in my garage. So you might hear a horn blowing or something like that. It's pretty. It's, it's the best soundproof I've been in. But once in a while, you might hear uh, if you hear horns blowing and stuff like that. That's because they're outside of my garage. But the soundproof is pretty good. So I'll talk as close as I can to the mic. Let me go back. OK, so that's the thing with reading. You don't get to you don't get to learn what it means and how important it is to learn how to read God's word in context. 
in context meaning what is God saying in that particular passage, in that particular verse? Not so much a verse. We snatch verses a lot and preach that a lot of times. But that that particular book or that particular verse or that particular chapter, we miss a lot of that. You know, we miss a lot of that when we just read, you know. Also, we have been brought up in the church to... We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Apply everything that the Bible says to us, to ourselves, to the church. I'm talking to the church now. You know, we read a lot of things in the Bible and we apply it to us, to our lives today. We put one church in in one big bundle and we apply everything the Bible says, all 66 books. We apply some of the laws and grace to us. Therefore, it becomes a, con- a confusion. You become confused. You start finding contradictions. You won't admit it sometimes. So when you find contradictions, you look over that or you start spiritualizing. You start miscross references and you start doing this and doing that because, you know, you're denying yourself. You're knowing it's a contradiction, but sometimes you don't want to question it because you just feel it ain't. It, it has something to do with you don't have enough faith or has something to do. You just don't understand it. And it has something to do with God left it this way for a purpose. And we ain't going to never get to understand everything out of the Bible. You know, you hear people saying that sometimes, you know, as far as that, you know, when you're just reading the Bible. So you miss a lot of those, those spiritual deep things and those deep nuggets that you can get compared to studying the Bible. Okay. So take that into thought. Uh, I'm not going to spend a long time on that because there's no theological teaching you need to do about studying the Bible. You study the Bible just like you study for a test. You know, like you study, you study the Bible like you're studying for an exam, you know, rather than high school, rather than college, rather than for your, uh, your doctrine, rather than for a bachelor. You have to study for that test. When you go in the military, you got to study to pass the test. When you go for your driver's license, you got to study to pass that driver's license. You got to study and studying. You, if you're just reading and get prepared for a test, Nine times out of ten, you're going to fail that test unless you just got some straight out knowledge and you just got some straight out insight. And you're just a very smart person, you know, nine times, unless you something like that, you know, and that's very rare. But you have a few people that's like that. That's just really smart. They got a lot of big sense, book sense. They don't have any common sense, but they got a lot of book sense and they got a lot of intellect and they catch things fast by reading. But the majority of the people need to study. 
You know, the majority of the people when it comes to Texas, when it comes to exams, need to study before they take that test. Okay? All right. That's just life. That's just life. Anything you're trying to better yourself in, whether it's you, you join a police force, you got to take an exam, which means you got to study. Am I right? Becoming a fireman. You just don't up and become a fireman. With your training, you could do all the training in the world. That's good. But you still, it comes down to a test, an exam. And by you passing or failing, it's not so much based on your training. It depends. Some training is first and some training is second. Some exams you have to pass before you go into training. But some church, some things you have to train to get yourself prepared for that exam. You understand what I'm saying? For that exam. You got to, it's something, it depends. Because it is some academies that take tests first before you go into training. Then you got some academies that you go into training and everything, but you still have to take that final exam for you to be able to become part of that system, you know, part of that officer, police officer, fireman, or whatever, military, whatever. You have, you know, have to take that exam, but there's only way, way, it's the only way you're really going to pass it unless you're a very smart, very intelligent, you know, academic, wise person, you have to study, and even the smartest person still have to study to try to pass an exam, even if something as simple as a GED. Well, simple and some simple to some people. As a GED, you have to study. Some other parts are easy, and some of the parts are hard. You have to study, and by studying, you get a better understanding of that text or that subject that you're studying for. You follow what I'm saying, okay? Now, that's what I just mean. You do the same with the Bible. You study the Bible. You study the history of the Bible. You don't have to be a theologian. You don't have to spend hours. You know, if you can, it's up to you. If it's just 15, 30 minutes, you have to spend, you have to study. You have to uh, find out who was talking to who, where, what, when, and why of the Bible. You must understand that. You must understand groups in the Bible. You know, not so much ethnicities, but different groups. And the two main groups that the Bible talk about is Jews and Gentiles. Jews and Gentiles. Okay. Now, you know, a lot of you probably heard this before or you never heard it this way. You know, this is something just coming out of my heart, you know, because I, I've been taught this way for the last two and a half years and it works, you know, still got a lot of work to do. I still got a lot of things to do and everything far as getting better because you never want to get worse. So you always want to get better. You never relax when it comes to the word of God, but something's just become always almost unnatural when you study the word of God because your spirit man is growing, not your flesh. Your spirit man, your inner man is growing when you study the word of God. So that's important to study the word of God. OK, the other important thing of how to study the word of God. Say, Joe, that wasn't enough. No, I'm, I'm afraid not, because you got to do more than studying the word of God. Now you got to learn and apply on how to study the word of God. And that's when rightly dividing comes in. Most churches, I believe most churches do not. If they got a, a school or a program or something like that, or Bible college or Bible school or something like that, or, you know, Sunday schools or YPWWs, which is in the Church of God in Christ, and many denominations got their different ways or different schools. They're 
they're going to send you to, most of the time, their teaching is going to be based on their traditional beliefs through their churches and through their denominations. It's going to be on their traditional beliefs of what their denominational forefathers taught them of what the Bible said. Not so much the Bible itself, but what their forefathers taught them or, you know, what the Bible is saying or what the Bible means. Therefore, that's what you're going to get out of certain schools. It depends what denominational school you're going to. Okay. Now, do you also have the independence? You know, you know, you have different type of Baptist churches. So they have most of their doctors are the same, but they, according to their beliefs, they are all split. So they have different ways of what is what's going to be taught in their schools or something like that. You know, what's going to be taught and you're going to be taught that way. What they believe and what they interpret, what the Bible is saying. The same as an independent, a lot of independent churches, you know, uh, you know, they, they the same way with them. We got the charismatics. You got some fundamentalists. You got um, uh, some Lutherans. Just said an independent church is not so much a denominational church, but it's an independent church. You know, what, even an independent church, and I, I, I belong to quite a few of even an independent church. It depends. They all just different. Backgrounds of denominations in the church, so they don't call themselves a Baptist, they don't call themselves a Pentecostal church, they don't call themselves a Lutheran church, they don't call themselves a Catholic church, they don't call themselves a Seventh Day Adventist, and so on and so on and so on. They just say we independent, we just a church, which is what it's supposed to be. I don't knock that. What is a church? The problem with that, even if they got a school that they want you to go to, nine times out of ten. I might be a little bit too high, but I believe nine times out of ten, they're going to send you to the school based on the school they went to. You know, I'm not saying they're going to stop you from going to any school you want to. I'm not, you know, you got a lot of pastors that you go to whichever school you want to. But they, their preference is going to be the school, most of the time, the school that they want to for you to get your knowledge of what the Bible is saying. So it's really based on what school they want you to go to. And you go all, and basically you're, you, you're getting your mind transformed the way they think and what they teach in church. That's why you got a lot of uh, churches in the Word of Faith and Pentecostal church mostly got the same style. They got the same pitch. They got the same way they deliver. They got sometimes got the same way they dress. And they got the same type of format because they all came from that same cloth. You understand what I'm saying? They all came from that same cloth. They always brought up in that same cloth of church, churchiality or what you call it, Christendom, you know. Uh, there are certain denominational or independent church. Okay. So therefore, that's what they, most of the time, nine times a 10, they're going to get taught that way. You know, okay. My point is, it's how I'm not knocking those things. I'm not knocking those colleges and nothing like that because I, I, you know, I came very close to going to Rhema Bible Church. I don't know if a lot, any of you that's listening heard of Rhema. Rhema was founded by Kenneth Hagin, one of the, not the leader, you know, but one of the, 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 the leaders uh, of the Word of Faith movement that sprouted out, then the Copelands and all of them sprouted out, Fred Price and all those guys sprouted out. The Word of Faith movement, you know, I was, I was, I was, I got into that movement after I left the Church of God in Christ. I left, you know, I want Pentecostal tongues and uh, gifts church to a charismatic tongues and gifts church. <laughs> so I wind up in that same type of thought pattern and that same type of teaching. And, that's, and you know, so, you know, I had a strong desire 
to uh I'm going somewhere, so just please, I'm going somewhere. I know I go roundabout, but I'm trying to I'm trying to land a lay a foundation here before I end it. You know, get to the next subject or next topic. But uh I was brought up in a word of faith and everything. I told a story about that and everything. And uh, you know, I've just learned that I just learned the things that I was taught in the word of faith. So I start acting like the word of faith. I start thinking like the word of faith. Everything was spiritual most of the time. You know, you have to pray over everything. You have to, everything you give somebody an answer, I always have to be spiritual. I have to be this, have to be that, you know, and it was just and I thought I was doing the right thing, but that's how I was taught. It wasn't so much biblical, you know. That I know now, but I thought it was, you know, I thought you had to be spiritual, walk on clouds all the time, you know, but that's my story. Well, anyway, I went around about that way because it's important on not only to study, but how to study, you know, how to study. That's very important. But out of all those churches, and I'm sure I'm correct on this, out of all those churches and denominations I have mentioned I can almost guarantee you the majority of them might mention you must rightly divide the word of God. But do they really know how and what it means to rightly divide the word of God? We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday we made usaa insurance to help you save take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride discover how we're helping members save at usaa.com slash bundle restrictions apply you understand what i'm saying i'm not saying i'm better than them i'm not saying i know more than them but the majority of them do not will not teach or do not teach what I what I teach on my show and what other what and the other people or the other ministers that I have on my show teach rightly dividing dispensationally. A lot of these churches are against are against teaching the Bible dispensationally. You know, and I can understand why because that, that you know that word has been towed up and messed up from the flow up. You know, it's just been you know misused and abused even by a lot of grace teachers, and it has. I agree. That's why I don't consider myself a grace teacher. I don't consider myself a grace follower. I don't consider myself in a, a dispensationalist, even though I understand the concept and I that I think that important. But I don't abuse it. You know, I don't abuse it. I don't you know, I try not to abuse it. Let me say I try not to abuse it and everything. I'm a Christ follower. I'm a Bible believer follower. That's me. So I'm not a dispensationist. I'm not a grace teacher. So I don't label myself that way. And I don't want nobody else to label me that way. But if they do, I understand it. But it's a lot of backlash about dispensational teaching or rightly dividing because people don't understand it. What churches don't understand, they call it a cult because they never heard it before. It always been like that for thousands of years, you know, you know, they didn't like Paul's teaching. That was teaching. That was different than the kingdom teaching, you know. So let me get out. I don't want to get off track now. But my point is, we must learn how to study. And the best way to study the Bible is rightly divided. Now, you know, you heard the term eisegesis. Now, I'm talking to believers now. I'm talking to believers. If you're not a believer, you know, just just tune in, please. You know, I'm going to give a, I'm going to give a, uh, 
I'm a, uh, Give a salvation message for you to accept Christ in your heart. You know, you know, you can do it anytime. You can do it now because all you got to believe in is death, burial, resurrection. But anyway, you got different terms like eisegesis, which means using the Bible literally in its context and, you know, stuff like that and taking the Bible what it says. Then you got exegesis that uses a lot of spirituality and a lot of allegories, you know, so you need to learn the difference between that, but you don't have to get woe out. You don't have to learn, no, none of that to rightly divide. Let me put it that way, because once you learn how to rightly divide, you don't have to be an expert of eisegesis. Okay, then you got hermeneutics. I don't get into hermeneutics. And you got other di- different things, a fundamental way of reading the Bible. So, you know, those are decent ways, but you don't want to get stuck on the names. You don't want to get stuck on the concepts. You don't want to get stuck in the words or the styles because after that, it becomes a tradition and you wind yourself in another denominational tradition. The church of the fundamentalists. The church of the eisegesis. The church of the hermeneutics. All that stuff. It's just another denomination. So you have to watch that. That's why I don't get into that name calling so much. You just have to learn how to rightly divide God's word. Study to show yourself approved a workman that needs not to be a shame rightly dividing the word of God according to 2 Timothy 2 and 15. You have to learn how to study the Bible. You have to learn what the Bible meant when it does certain things. You have to know what supply was was for today and what was for yesteryear. I like to say yesteryear. That just means in the past. You have to understand the difference between now, uh, yesteryear, and the future because the future and yesteryear are basically the same. It's just been stopped and it will start again. You have to understand the difference between time past, but now and ages to come. That means time past was went on in the past. It's the same as what's going to go on in the future after the church is gone. Let me say that again. What went on in the past is, is the, going to be a continuation of what's going to go on in the future. Okay. You go to Genesis all the way. To book Acts nine, and that's when Acts seven. That's when uh, when Stephen was stoned. That's when God ushered in the Gentile church in Acts nine, uh, revealing it to the Apostle Paul. From Acts nine all the way down, when you get all the way down, when I'm talking about book wise, then after you get out the Romans, you get all the way down. Paul's book starts from Romans through Philemon. That's why the church today, the church today was ushered in by the Apostle Paul, by Jesus through the Apostle Paul was ushered in Romans and Romans through Philemon is for the church today for our doctrine. Now we read everything in the Bible and we could take a lot of uh, benefits and we could take a lot of uh, principles out of the whole Bible. So we must read the whole Bible. But I'm just saying our main doctrine is for is Romans through Philemon, you know. And then after Philemon, then you go to Hebrews to Revelation. It goes right back to Israel and they're going to get taught and trained mostly preparing themselves for the seven year tribulation. Hebrews to Revelation. That's for the church. Okay, don't get them. Okay, so remember that. I know expect you to remember that, but, uh, you know, all the time. But just just remember that, you know. Time passed and ages to come goes together. One is started off and one is just a continuation. The body of Christ is the mystery. The body of Christ was never prophesied. The other ones was foretold that was going to happen. The other, other ones was prophesied. The mystery, the body of Christ church was a mystery. It was never foretold. It was just surprised by everyone, you know. The body of Christ is a secret that was ushered in by Apostle Paul, by Jesus Jesus Christ in the heavenly ministry. So once you get an understanding on that concept, those differences, you're going to have a paramedic view of the Bible. And that's a good start. That's one of the best starts of trying to understand the Bible. So keep that in mind. If you want to learn more about that, 
uh, just tune into my teaching on connecting the dots on uh, it's a lot of other ministries Ron Knight Les Feldick uh, Trey Cersei Truth Time Radio it's a lot of grace teachers out there that's not known because a lot of people don't rightly divide the Bible they run away from it because they're going to take away their money in the churches and people are going to find out what God's truth is really saying because this is Satan's one is the enemy's biggest schemes now one of them his biggest schemes is to confuse the church about what the bible is really saying that's why you have so many denominations jesus didn't want all these denominations you have all these satan's master plan that's why so many split churches some some churches will not even congregate together because their doctrines or there might be some big doctrines or little doctrines differ so they will not even congregate together because they different one different in tongues one different in baptizing water one different in land on the hands being filled with the Holy Spirit one different in this paying tithes or you don't pay tithes or you pay this much of a tithes or whatever like that. That's Satan's master plan to confuse the church. That's why you have so many denominations. Okay? Alright. So, with that said, learn how to study the Bible, but not only learn, learn how to study the Bible and mainly rightly divided. Okay. I'm going to leave that with that. Just keep that in mind. That's food for thought. Okay? Food for thought. Alright. Assurance, the second topic, and insurance. Assurance and insurance. This is what I mean by that. Let's talk about the uh, earthly insurance. And I think this is very important while we're here on earth. This is very important. Insurance. The particular insurance I want to talk about today is life insurance. Say, Joe, what are you talking about life insurance for? I don't want to talk about death. Yeah. It's not a subject I like to talk about either. But at the same time, we're going to die. Not all of us. You know, if you're in the body of Christ, you're the church, you know, you know, we can get a rapture before death. That can happen because a rapture can happen anytime for catching away the church. But I'm just saying these bodies are why they're here on earth and why you got sin and death. These bodies are going to die. We are in the world right now, which is ran by Satan, the prince of the power of the air, the God of this world. This is a, by him setting up and cursing this world. He, the master, you know, God allows him. Let me put that first. He didn't just take it over. But God allowed him to be the prince of the power of the air, according to the book of Ephesians. Well, anyway, you know, our bodies are going to die. They die every day. Our bodies die every day. You know, they get older. They get broken down. They smell different the older we get. You know, some people smell different earlier. But that's enough. Let me stop that. <laughs> but the older we get, they smell different. I'm just, let me let me stop joking now. They smell. But I like to keep people laughing because I'm, I'm, I got this goofiness in me. You know, that, that walk in me. But uh, <clears throat> let me digress. These bodies are going to die. They die daily, you know. Therefore, while we are on this earth, and I believe not so much a requirement for God, God expects us to live by the principles of this earth. While we're here on this earth, body of Christ and unbelievers, but I mean, I'm talking to the body of Christ. While we're on this earth, it's certain things and certain principles we need to follow and certain laws we have to follow when it's the, when it's the correct right line. Talk about these this stuff going on now with the government but, uh, but I ain't finna get into that but we got to follow certain laws and we got to do and we have to do certain things to protect ourselves 
physical body wise the same way we take care of ourselves financially we got to work we got to make a wage and our merit is a pay we got to make a wage but physically some jobs let me put it this way have certain life insurances some jobs have certain health insurances uh dental insurances and you know uh eye insurance and stuff like that, etc. Jobs have that. It depends on the jobs of the full time or whatever, whatever they throwing out there. You know, a lot of jobs have that, you know, you know, for you. Okay. But if you are independent, you know, and, and this, and this is a lot of benefits when you're at the job because the prices get cut in half and they match a lot of things when it concerns the life insurance and, uh, 401ks and stuff, you know, stuff like that. But if you're independent, it's kind of tougher because you have to come out more with your pocket for those things, but that does not mean those things are still not important. But to me, the most important ones are your life insurance and then your health insurance to me. That's the most important to me in that order. Your life insurance and your health insurance. A lot of people think it's just health insurance. Now, you can have good health insurance, but you will have no life insurance. When you die, you messed up. You know, unless you're in a job and got it set up like that. So, the you know, so I think in that order, life insurance, which is, you know, majority of the time is much cheaper than health insurance. Because health insurance is more broad and broader and have more different type of benefits you connect with. Life insurance is just basically for one thing, your deaths. You taken care of, you've been taken care of at your funerals and your family's been taken care of or whatever you leave, you know, then you could just set it up and also set up a will. But that's really a difference between the life insurance and the will, you know. So I'm not talking about wills. I'm just talking about your life insurance when you die, you know, whether it's accident or whatever. So that's what I want to talk about now. Life insurance, not health insurance, not wills or nothing like that, because I'm, no, I'm not getting into that now. But I'm just talking about life insurance, importance of having life insurance. This is for the, un- the saved and unsaved. You know, why? Because we both live on this earth. So I think it's very important for us to get life insurance. The reason I'm bringing this up now, because I'm going to bring up myself. I've been walking around for years with no life insurance. And that's sad, man. That's just, that's just sad. You know, I know the benefits of life insurance, but man, it seemed like I was, was, and you guys and ladies probably can relate to this. It seemed like we was more concerned about having health insurance and, and dental and eye insurance and over life insurance. I know it's just almost a, I'm going to say natural, but that's just most of the way a lot of us think. We put more emphasis on getting health insurance and life insurance, I mean life, I mean dental insurance and visual and all that stuff than life insurance. You know what I'm saying? You know, this is common sense. This is real talk now. This is real talk. That's why I just talk straight out real here. You know, you know, get it on out there because I know I talk, I touch a lot of people's talk because they know they be there and they, or they going there now or they've been in that situation the same as I myself. Well, anyway, I went around for uh, years without life insurance and everything, you know, because I didn't take it as serious as health insurance. My main conversation was mostly health insurance, you know, and uh, vision because of my bad eyes and my, my teeth need some serious work and my health and everything like that. So so I just mostly, mostly was focused on health insurance and stuff like that over life insurance. Even though I knew the importance of life insurance, I didn't take that seriously. But in my in my spirit, man, or in my mind, that should be the first thing that we should look into first is life insurance, especially if you're married, especially if you've got kids. As a husband or as a man, as a husband in a marriage, that should be the first thing that we make sure that's taken care of our life insurance and a will. Seriously, I still got to do my will. 
a life insurance and a will. No, you don't. When I mention a will, people think they got to be rich and they got to leave a lot. No, a will just anything that you have that you can just you know transfer to someone else upon your death. You know, it don't have to be money all the time. It could be houses. It can be a car. It can be your time, whatever. <laughs> but just have a will for something. You know, you know. But even that's not more important than life insurance. At least you know you would be taken care of. You know. And life insurance, whether you choose to do it, uh, have an open funeral with a casket or a cremated, at least have that paid for. You know, those choices is up to you. I'm not here to talk about that. But at least have that taken care of life insurance. Very important, church. Very important, uh, unbeliever, that we take care of life insurance. So finally, I just got that taken care of. I took too long and I... I Forgot when I did have life insurance, it was so cheap, man. Ten, twenty-five, something. Then I said, "Man, it's so cheap." But I didn't. I remember I was working then, so the job was matching a certain thing on my life insurance. That's why I was so cheap, you know. So therefore, I just never jumped back on it. The same as health insurance, because after you leave your job, you know, you might have been paying a hundred or some or eighty some dollars a month. It depends if you're single or you got a family. But you've been paying. You always pay less at your job because they was matching it and, and et cetera and stuff like that. But when you left the job, you wanted. To carried over as being an independent, you notice it jumped from $100 all the way to $400 or $500 a month, especially if you have a family on that. And that becomes a financial burden, becomes a financial burden. And you, you, you kind of stuck and it's kind of bad. But life insurance is always affordable, you know, and it depends on the package you get. And it depends what you think you need compared to a single and a family and everything. But it's still more important than health insurance to me. And I think, you know, everybody, most people will agree. Life insurance is very important. It doesn't, you don't, it, it's, more, it's more easy on your pockets. You know, you'll come out very much less than you would with health insurance and all this other health insurance. But I believe, especially now, that life insurance should be the first thing that we need to deal with. I've done it backwards. So, but, you know, it's never too late when you're still here. I'm not worried about the afterlife. You know, I ain't going to need none of that. You know, that's why I'm getting into assurance next. You know, so when uh, life insurance. So my, my, what I want to bring out there to do, I just want to advise everybody, you don't have life insurance, get life insurance. You don't have to get the, the, the highest one. It depends on your age. The youngsters got better deals because they're young. You know, they don't have as many mobilities as the older people like myself and the ones that's older than me. Because our premiums and stuff is going to be higher because of our age. But we still need to get some type of life insurance if we can't afford it. If you can't afford, do some type of Medicare. Or there's so many other programs that can help you. You know, might not be the best life insurance, but it's something to help protect you, even if you don't have a family. But if you have a family, they have different program. So it's out there. So that's what I want to get into life insurance. Let's get our life insurance. I finally done, man. I, you know, I waited too. I'm not going to say too late. I wish I would have had this wisdom then, but I see how important life insurance now, you know, it's kind of tight on my budget, but it's important. It's more important than my phone bill. It's more important than my prime bill. It's more important than that. It's more important actually than, now I know this is going to Surprise a lot of people, then you're paying your rent. Because it's not even as much as your rent. If you lose your home, let me put it this way, and you wind up on the streets and you still have your license insurance, at least you still know you're taken care of if that time come over, especially if you have a family, you are covered with your life insurance. If you have a decent life insurance, I ain't talking about these scammers out there, but if you have a, a pretty decent life insurance and it don't have to be expensive, you know, mango costs about 57 a month. And this is just me. 
And it's just me, you know, so far. When I get married, then I'm going to upgrade. I'm going to get some better one. But for the time, I'm still singing. I'm a single, so I'm using it as a single premium. I'm just using a, a funeral form of life insurance. Yes, you can get life insurance just for funeral coverage. It don't have to be the full one, you know, as far as that. But, you know, it depends how much life insurance and what you want your funeral to be about. Like I said earlier, whether it's cremation or whether it's... uh. You know, you're going to have an open coffin or whatever like that. People don't like, I know you guys don't want to hear about this, but man, we need to face reality, man. You know, death is real. Death is real. Dying is real. Whether we want to hear about it or not, we can talk about life all we want to, but dying is real. And, and a lot of us believers can talk all about the Bible, talk about different things, and you know, you go have eternal life. But believe me, when you leave, you have to be taken care of, and you might have someone that's left behind that's still there. Whether they're saved or not, you need to leave them with something, or at least don't have to make it a burden on your families or nothing like that, that they have to come out their pockets. I experienced that, man. I experienced that, you know. Most, you know, a lot of the family had to come out their pockets, man, and the ones that felt bad because they could not help, you know. You know, I experienced that even, you know. So let's prepare ourselves. Let's get some type of life insurance, church. Let's get some type of life insurance, unbeliever, okay? All right. The next topic and the last topic, assurance. It's somewhat like an insurance, but an assurance. Now, this is salvation. This is the best assurance insurance that you can have. It's been saved. See, I talked about life insurance. You have to pay for life insurance. Okay, let's do what I'm saying closely. You have to pay for life insurance. But we all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com holiday. Your home is more than the sum of its parts. And creating a truly extraordinary space is about more than picking the perfect products. That's why the experts at Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery are here to help you throughout the entire process to create a home that's as unique as you are. Bring your vision to us. Schedule your showroom consultation and see more from brands like Monogram at build.com slash Ferguson. Life assurance, spiritually, Someone else paid for it. <laughs> Someone else paid for it. Listen to what I'm saying again. Life insurance on this earth, you have to pay for some type of premium. You have to pay for life insurance, correct? But assurance and insurance, I'm using both of them so you, can, you know. Assurance, you have a certain assurance when you are saved. You have a certain assurance when you just believe in this person and he takes care of every debt, false penalty of sin and everything. He done that on the cross 2,000 years ago. Okay. First of all, the sins is taken care of on the cross. The sins is taken care of on the cross. Okay. For the world. 
Uh, some people might disagree, but uh, you know, you want to hear more about that? Just uh, go to my connecting the dots and uh, listen to the teachings of Trey Searcy. You know, he's going to shock a lot of you. He's going, but you can't. It's scriptural, and you can't deny it. You know, and it should be a joy to a lot of people. Study some type of frowning up. You should be joyful to know that the whole world sins was taken care of their way. You ain't got to keep telling no man before you get saved. You need to repent and fast that before your sins will be taken care of. You know, when you get saved, you know, you get all that out the window. When they find out their sins are already taken care of and you know how to explain it to them, all they have to do is believe you have a better chance of them accepting Christ. Okay, but I'm not teaching about that now, even though it's important. But assurance assurance when you accept Christ in your life remember he took care of the sin part on the cross for the world but when you believe and you receive why he done it and accept him as your Lord and Savior by believing on what he done on the cross according to 1 Corinthians 15 1-4 1 Corinthians 15 1-4 you therefore are ensured assured of eternal life without a dime coming out of your pocket. <laughs> Isn't that glorious? Without a dime, physical or spiritual, anything coming out your pockets or any type of work you need to do. You have an assurance to have eternal life in the heavenly places with Christ and God. That's that's the ultimate assurance insurance. That's the ultimate assurance, insurance. Both of them is very important, insurance and insurance, but assurance goes triple times more further because it's eternity in heaven, heavenly. There's also an eternity in a, in a lake of fire, but I'm just talking about eternity in the heavens, okay? Assurance. I'm assured of my reconciliation, no matter how I do on earth. Now I'm saying, I ain't saying living like hell, but I'm just saying I'm assured of reconciliation. I'm assured of justification. My forgiveness of sin has already been taken care of before I got saved. He already took care of my sins. But my salvation part is the assurance. My salvation part is the assurance, okay? Sins have been dealt with before I got saved. Not when I got saved. The sin part was already, God already opened the door and the cross from Jesus with that one, you know? That was a most that was a beautiful thing. But the most important thing is your salvation, your eternal life in the heavenly places. I put emphasis on that because you're gonna have eternal life either hell or either hell or heaven, you know, or the lake of fire. I, I talked about that in my last podcast. But you know, your assurance is eternal life in the heavenly places, okay? In the heavenly places. All right? Okay. That's assurance I'm talking about when I talk about assurance, insurance in your assurance or assurance of your insurance. You know, you are assured of blessings. The the church blessings are future. Okay. I don't know why. The, well, I know why. But the church I was talking about, God has got a blessing for he's going to start. No, he's not. No, he's not. Our spiritual blessings are future in the heavenly places. Our redemption is now. Our eternity starts when you when you accept Christ as your Savior in your life. That's when eternity starts. You have eternal life with Christ. That's an assurance. That's a guarantee that you can't lose your salvation. Yes, I do believe in once saved, always saved. You might not like the term, but that's just the Bible itself. It doesn't say it in that way, but that's just the Bible itself, okay? So the assurance of your salvation is very important. That that comes that's part of the package that comes 
with believing what Jesus done on the cross. That comes with the package of when you understand what the blood done on the cross, what the blood of Jesus done for us, the body of Christ on the cross. But not only the body of Christ done for the world, but the only difference, we believed it and we received it. Okay? That's the only difference. The whole world sin was taken care of, but the only difference, you have a group of people that believed it, therefore they received it, and you got a group that didn't believe it, therefore they never received it, but they still have a chance before death, you know. There's no chance after that. So that's the assurance I'm talking about, the assurance of your insurance. The assurance of your insurance, okay? Let's settle that now. Unsaved. I'm going to end it with that. Let's settle that now. The importance of getting your life insurance is very important. I've never been as important as it is today because, you know, the things I have been going through or what I've been seeing and people have not, did not have any insurance and it became a burden to other people. It became a burden so much that even some certain ones in the family, they just could not get up and get enough money and that person had to be cremated. Not because they wanted it that way, you know, some do, but not because they want it, just because they could not afford a funeral. They could not afford a coffin or nothing like that. You never just remember what I said when you're on this earth. You don't have to try to get the best. Save the rest of that money and let it be distributed to your ones you left behind. Okay? Don't put your whole life insurance, 50, 60, 70,000 because a basic funeral, I believe is what, from 10,000, 8,000 for a basic funeral, you know? And if you got $150,000 life insurance, why put $150,000 on your funeral? Well, I know I'm exaggerating, but even 80000 you don't have to do that. Just use what you need to use for that funeral. You can have a nice, decent funeral. Believe me, you gone. Whether you're going home to be with Christ or whatever like that, or I ain't going to talk about the other place because you're going to the other place. You just made a expensive funeral for nothing because you're going to hell. You know, and I don't mean that out of spite, but that's just the real deal. So believers, you know where you're going, body of Christ. Don't don't get the most expensive have the most expensive. You know, you don't want to hear about this, but we just need to be real. You know, we shouldn't be afraid to talk about death. You know, we need to talk about death just as much as we talk about life because death is almost guaranteed. Death is guaranteed here on this earth, period. Whether you get raptured or not, death is guaranteed. You know, eternal life in the heavenlies is not. But death is guaranteed. Long as death and sin is on this earth, death is guaranteed. So we need to take care of your life insurance on this earth. But the assurance of the heavenly places, that is more eternal. That is more glorious. You know, that is much better than that, you know. So I, on my uh, uh, previous podcast, I talked about the physical and the spiritual. And this is I'm talking about the physical and the spiritual as well. Both of them on both, even the podcast and now are good. One is just for the earthly and one for the physical. Both of them is very important, but one is more important than the other one. Both of them, I think you ought to do now. Both of them is important for now. Getting life insurance now because you can lose your life anytime. We're not promised any minute, any hour, any day, nothing like that. Vote for them is very important now. But I'm 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 gonna leave you with this. If you get saved and accept Christ as your savior and you die and you don't have life insurance, you still go to the heavenly places. You're going to be in a better place. If you got a family, it's going to be a burden on your family. You're still going to leave a burden on your family because you don't, you know, you know, you didn't take care of that. But you still 
have the better one, you're going to go to the eternal life. You're going to be in the heavenly places, okay? When you're saved, okay? The flip side, you have life insurance. You have decent life insurance, but you don't have eternal security. You don't have eternal security. That's the word I want to use, eternal security. When you die, listen to what I'm saying. When you die, your spirit goes straight to hell. You start your suffering. Hell is like a holding cell before you, like a person, when they go to prison, some of them go to jail, they go to lock up, they go to court, and then boom, boom, they have to go to what prison whatever sent to. Hell is a holding spot until the great white throne judgment when you have to go to court. And you're going to be found guilty. Ain't no, ain't no lawyers. Jesus is a judge, lawyer, and everything. You're going to be found guilty because of your unbelief. So you'll be held in hell, and you there's a lot of suffering in hell. You're going to be struggling. You're going to be, it's a lot of, oh, I want to describe hell as bad. But it ain't got nothing to do with the lake of fire, which is going to be your final destination. Okay? Scary but true. Okay, that's if you're not saved. That's where you're going. You're going to hell in the holy cell. Okay. <laughs> But your family is taken care of on this physical world because, right, remember, you got your life insurance. Your family is taken care of, you know. I don't care how much they go to the funeral. And I, I'm going to say this because I get tired of hearing this. When people go to the funeral, they just say, rest in peace. You know, you're with the heavenly angels. Now angel is watching over you or you're looking down on us. So you're in a better place. No, that's not, that's not true. That's not biblical. That's a lie. It makes the congregation feel good, but it is a lie. Everybody don't go to heaven because you say they go to heaven. I don't care how much you say it five times frontwards or ten times backwards. You know, if they don't have Christ in their life, their eternal destination is hell. Well, their eternal destination is the lake of fire, but their holding spot is hell and then the lake of fire. But the family is taken care of because at least they took care of them before they left, but it, it ain't going to do them no good because they're suffering in hell, hollering and screaming, you know, wishing, wishing. I should have, I should have, I would have, I would have, I should have, you know. You know, that's the difference between a saved person dying without insurance and a person that got insurance dying without eternal security. Which one would you rather have? I'm talking to the unbelievers now. This is my call to you. Which one would you rather have? Good insurance without eternal life or eternal life with no insurance? Let me say that again. Which one would you rather have? Now, think. Think. Don't don't make a quick answer. You know, it ought to be simple to you. Stop thinking with your head and think with your heart. Which one you rather have today? If you die today, where will you be going, unbeliever? Do you have insurance? Good. I'm glad that you do. But do you have eternal security? Do you have eternal life for Jesus? I don't say do you think it. I ain't talking about how good you think you are, because that's, that's, that don't mean nothing in the eyes of God. Our righteousness is like filthy rags in the eyes of God. It's his son righteousness that make us right. It's his son justification. It's justification that make me just with God. It's the son righteousness that make me righteous in the eyes of God because he sees his son. Okay? The blood. I'm covered by the blood. But you, the unsaved. All right? This is not an altar call, because your altar is anywhere. Your altar could be wherever you're standing there, wherever you're at, you're at the mall or whatever. Wherever you listen to this at, this is your altar. Look at it as a final call. Don't worry about your struggles. Don't worry about the addictions that you struggle with. I, I struggle with addictions and other things, uh, you know, almost daily. But I don't give up. But I do struggle. Okay? So it has nothing to do with that. You say, oh, I sin all the time. Your sin has been dealt with. 
Now, you're going to continue to sin. You're still going to suffer the consequences of your sin you use, but your sin has been dealt with. Don't worry about your sin. Don't worry about repenting. Because repenting don't mean change, getting, take, go, getting, you know, stopping sin. Repent just means you're going to change your mind. So if you repent today, just remember, repent means I'm changing my mind and I'm giving my heart to Christ. Not repenting of sins because your sin has been dealt with over 2,000 years ago by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Okay? So think about that. If you die today, do you have eternal security even though you have insurance? Okay. Okay, the believer, if you die today, okay, you have eternal security, but do you have insurance to leave for someone, a loved one behind or someone to take care of your family or you just decided you want to be cremated? Don't make any difference. But even if you die, do you have a will? Do you have a life insurance? I'm talking to myself as well. You know, I need to I need to work on that will thing, you know, but I got I got the most important out the way. My funeral services, my life insurance. OK, a part of it anyway. I got more I'm going to do. Lord's willing, you know, you go on the internal heavenlies, but you don't have any life insurance. When you go, go, die, you go on internal, you, you celebrate and you're good. But just make sure you left something for your loved ones. If you have loved ones, loved ones. OK, make sure they're covered. You don't have to be a lot. Just make sure they have something. So it will not be a burden. They have a burden enough by losing you. Okay? They have um, already enough burden by losing you. Make sure they're taken care of. Okay? I hate that I waited so long. I procrastinated so long. I hate I've done it there. But it's never too late if you're still living. Let's take care of that. I took care of that already today. So, you know, let's take care of that life insurance thing. It's very important. God bless. Thank you all for listening to what I have to say. It was encouraging, I'm sure, for some, probably discouraging to others, but it don't have to be discouraging. Just take care of our business. Just take care of your business. You know, first of all, give your heart to Christ, unbeliever. Believe what Jesus done on the cross and accept what he, his death, burial, resurrection. That's the most important insurance or assurance you can have is your credibility of going to heaven is your eternal security. Your eternal destination is the heavenly places. If you give, if you just believe, you know, what Jesus done on the cross, you say, I believe that Jesus died and was buried and rose again. I believe that he saved me. I believe he already took care of my sins. So I believe I receive him saving me. And then you save just your belief, genuine belief, not with your mouth. Not with your head, but with your heart. Genuine, generally believing. Not confessing your sins. That's already been dealt with, you know. Just believe what Jesus done on the cross and generally accept him. I don't just believe people just say it and they get saved. No, it's going to be some type of change. I don't mean stars falling on you. Stop. This is a talking crazy. I'm just talking about most of the time you're not going to feel nothing. But God has secured you. You will be sealed with the Holy Spirit. And it will be some type of development in you that if you genuinely accept Christ, I put emphasis on generally because it's from your heart. Then you start working on the, the study and then you start found, trying to work on the foundation. Then you start working about how not only read, but how to study the Bible. And then you start learning the different doctrines of your doctrines for the day, which is Romans through Philemon through the Apostle Paul. And then you start reading other parts of the Bible because without the other parts of the Bible that you read, Romans through Philemon is not going to mean nothing to you. You must read all of the Bible, but your doctrine is Romans through Philemon. Okay, let me get that straight. Let me get that out there. Okay, I hope you do that now because you're not promised another second, minute, or hour, or day. You know, none of us are, but at least I know where I'm going if something happened to me.
God bless you. This is Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ, Real Talk. Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ, Real Talk. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for giving me the ear to listen to me. Important topic. God bless you all. All right. Just remember. Just remember the topics I talked about today. Studying the Bible. We must study the Bible and how to study the Bible and insurance, life insurance on earth. Let's take care of life insurance. Let's take care of getting ourselves ready. When That time is going to happen, you know. If you're the church, it can happen anytime. So these bodies die every day. We just don't know when. We're not promised, okay? Make sure your life insurance taking care of yourself and your family, whether you're single or whatever. And the most important one is getting saved for the unbelievers. See, I'm talking to two separate ones. The believers, take care of your life insurance if you don't happen, have it. The unbelievers, get saved first. Before life insurance, get that, get that taken care of first. Get saved by believing what Jesus done on the cross, according to 1 Corinthians you know, 15, 1 to 4. If you need some help, you need, need to talk to me, just write me an email. You know, just make a, send a comment or uh, send me an email, Joseph Brownlee, uh, Real Talk. Uh, at grace at gmail.com. I've just got my own email. I got so many of them. Joseph Brownlee, real talk at gmail.com. If you have some questions or you want to talk, you want to pray. God bless. Heavenly Father, I thank you today. I thank you for giving me, touching my heart and helping me to just get this insurance taken care of. I know it's been a fight. Sometimes I can be a little bit too tight when it comes to the important things. <laughs> I know it is. The things that I really need to take care of, I'll kind of be tight on that, you know. But thank God I just got it on out the window. Thank God those people came by the house, you know. You know, I didn't know what they came by for. You know, I thought it was some type of IRS scam or something, but, you know, I got a little nervous. But anyway, Lord, I just thank you for um, those people coming by, you know, and, they, and I, talk, I got to talk to them personally, study talking on the phone and you know and we got this thing going on together you know it's a financial thing it's another financial glitch or financial monthly payment that i i really don't want to get it done but i it's more important for me to get this done than any other thing that i'm paying on now is my life insurance you know my salvation is taken care of but here on earth i mean that should be the most important thing over health insurance, fire insurance, legal insurance, or whatever like that, you know, is my life insurance. And I thank God that, uh, you know, you, you're going to help me to learn how to just keep up with this. And, and I thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. God bless you all. All right. Stay tuned for more topics. This is Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ Real Talk, for other topics I will be getting into. God bless you all. Love you all. Peace out. Bye-bye. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.